Hi, I'm Graham Mack and welcome to the Pod 20, the countdown of the most popular podcasts in the world right now. My special guest this week is Dan Benedictus from the podcast Desert Island Dicks, where guests have to choose the people and things they don't want to be marooned on a desert island with. Dan, on the very first show, you were the guest. Do you remember what you picked? Yeah, uh, so the people... And again, I think it's just what I was feeling on the day. I wouldn't necessarily pick them now. But I picked uh, Davina McCall, Jason Statham, and uh, Ed Sheeran. I get them. I get them, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the food, I think, was liver and then sparkling yeah. water. Because I now think what sparkling have, water... What have like, you got against spark- sparkling water? It's not that... I mean, I don't like it. There are worse things to drink, obviously. There's there's drinks that I like less, but I think it's the fact that it's so close to something that's perfect. You know, it's like having fresh water on the island would be amazing. For me to have all this pure water, but it's all sparkling, would be like, ah, you know, it's just, it's so close to just being great. <laughs> and that's, what, that's something that comes up quite often. It's sort of the things that are almost worse than just only having like, I don't know, can't think of a drink that I the food and drink ones are always difficult because I'm not that fussy um but you know just like a horrible drink you know but yeah I think um fizzy water to be bad I think song and film I put love actually and um which I still haven't seen so yeah uh well I don't recommend it <laughs> okay um and the song was I think uh oh more than words by extreme oh yeah dreadful yeah. yeah, I can't stand that song. And it's, yeah, it's not on the, the radio it, that often now, but it but it used to be like the early nineties. It was on a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think for that one, it's because firstly, I hate that the band singing it are called Extreme when they're singing that. <laughs> like it's so it's the least extreme music, and also it, it it sounds like it's about to resolve and finish about eight times throughout the song. So you kind of think, oh, that's oh, it started again. Like it's a <laughs> real a real tease. So. um and then the animal, I think, was just leeches, I think. All I right. Have you had any one. direct con- uh, contact with leeches or is it the thought of them? Yeah, no, um, both really. But I have had contact with them when I was um, doing the typical like middle-class white man thing of going on a gap year to India when I was 18. And uh, wow. we walking through the jungle and uh, someone went, oh, guys, I think there's leeches around. I just looked down and my feet were just covered in them. And... Um, and like trying to get them off you're supposed to pour salt on them or burn them off or something but you're just we're just trying to pull them off but they're these stretchy slippery things you can't grab hold of and like you don't even want to touch them but you have oh even thinking about i mean this is like what 20 years ago more and so so you decided not to go with the african queen as your as your movie because there's a classic leeches scene in that humphrey bogart gets it's it's an old old film and uh but I think Humphrey Bogart won an Oscar for it. It may even be his only Oscar, I don't know, but there's a leeches right. scene in that that's made me yeah. squeamish about leeches. But they weren't like content. big fat ones, they were like little thin ones. Right, uh, not proper Hollywood. I mean, the Hollywood ones are the size of like yeah. slugs, you know, but no, these are little tiny yeah. things. I yeah. don't know, maybe if we'd left them on for longer, they would have inflated. <laughs> maybe I don't, I think they you got them up, just in they? time. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, they're horrendous. And you can sort of see them on the leaves, like sort of reaching out for you like that. They're like, oh man, it was just awful. Um, 
so yeah that was my animal i think dealing with those on a day-to-day basis would be yeah on an island find out where desert island dicks is on the chart soon the pod 20 is heard on podcast radio on dab in the uk on demand in the usa at talkers.com around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself into the chart now and at number 20 pep talk from the entrepreneur simon squibb he interviews experts who give you 20 years of knowledge in 20 minutes 19 the breakfast club the world's most dangerous morning show with DJ Envy, Angela Yee and Charlemagne, the God. 18. Behind the Bastards. The worst humans in history. The latest episode is called The Bastards of Reality Television. 17. The Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. Father Schmitz walks you through the entire Bible in 365 episodes. The podcast has only made it to number 17, which means the podcasts you'll hear about between now and number one are all more popular than Jesus. 16. The Jordan B. Peterson Podcast. Enlightening discourse that will change the way you think. 15. Today in Focus from The Guardian, the latest episode asks the question, Can Emmanuel Macron hold off France's far-right surge? 14. Old Gits and Hits, the show presented by John, David and Chris. John, you live in Canesham, which is famous because a bloke called Horace Batchelor used to sell a system that supposedly could help you win the pools. And he advertised it on Radio Luxembourg. You had to write to him to get the product. And on the air, he would give you his home address and spell Canesham. Chris, you're waving at me. What do you want to say? For those of uh, many people, some people may not do, not even know what the pools are. No, yeah, no. Actually, in which case, what it used to be, it used to be a, a coupon you used to get every week from, otherwise about three companies all told. And you had to pick out uh, 10 football clubs that you thought were having score draws. And then from that, you used to get, if you got eight from 10, then that was the winning jackpot and you got yourself some money from it. But you had to submit it every single week. And sometimes you'd have a, a man come round and he collect the pools coupon from you and yeah. take your money and so say sometimes submit it to the pools company. But there were, of course, there were some people who didn't quite do that. My my mum and dad used to do the pools, and sometimes they'd let me put the crosses in. You did right. like eight out of ten or something, wasn't it? And it was uh, I don't know twenty p at the time. But they always also used to do a thing called spot the ball. That's so right. They did that in the in the close season, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Spot the ball. You put the little cross where you thought the ball was. And this fellow called Peter used to come around and collect the money and the pool's coupon. And he, he came around our house for years and years and years. And I remember him going bald, a bit like me. He, he lost his hair over the years, but he still came around and collected the money. And then one day, losing his hair got to do with coming around, picking up the money for the pool. Well, I'm coming on. Just because he, on he had to go around his house. Around his, anyone going around his house would pull their <laughs> hair out anyway, wouldn't they? Lose their hair. They would indeed. They would indeed. Yeah, of course one, they day, would. one day, one day, you, came around, your house. one day he came round and he had a full head of hair. Um, <laughs> he came up well, the I, 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 and my mum said, look, Peter's got a wig on. <laughs> and every other week after that, we used to go to try and see the join. It was very funny. So he didn't do it, it gradually. Good. Like one week he'd come with a hat. Next week, there's a little bit going on. He just, he just went full on in and thought no one would notice. 
Yeah, but, but, but flash forward many years, and this was only a, a couple of years back. Chris, you came to see me in a show I was in at the Bristol Hippodrome, didn't you? I did, yes. This, uh, this guy, Peter, was in that show, and I hadn't seen him for years and years and years after that. But I swear to this day, he had the same wig on because he was exactly the same as I remember when I was a little boy. <laughs> the same well, colour exactly. We used to have a bloke come, and I think it was a Thursday night. He would knock on the door and we'd get all the pool scooping and everything and, and uh, he'd take it away and then, you know, that was the end of it. And he stopped coming. And my mother was like, every, she's like, she's because it was always like, when we win the pools and uh, this bloke stopped coming and my old man would go, well, we don't play the pools anymore. He doesn't come round. So then the old man said, do you know, and this, this is only like two weeks later, the old man said, uh, there's a bloke comes in our pub apparently on a Thursday night, different bloke. And and he does he takes the pools coupons in the pub, so like every Thursday night, my old man had a free pass to go to the boozer all night because he was going to do his coupon, <laughs> going to do his coupon. I'm sure that it was the same bloke, and my old man was buying him a drink not to knock on our door. I'm certain of it. Certain that's how that was going down. That was little ones. Great, what a great. Can you plan. remember how much it was? Can you remember how much it was that you'd win the jackpot usually? I think it was about half a million, wasn't it? It wasn't, I don't think it was a million. 75,000. 75,000 pounds it was. And you think now it'd be good to have 75,000 pounds, but by the by the realms of what you have with the lottery and whatever, now 75 grand is just like small change, isn't it? Yeah. Unlike old gits and hits, which is a big deal. And is at number 14 this week on the pod 20. 13, the Jordan Harbinger show. In-depth conversations with people at the top of their game. 12. Hidden Brain. Shankar Vedantam uses science and storytelling to reveal the unconscious patterns that drive human behaviour. 11. Freakonomics Radio. Discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. The latest episode is called Don't Worry, Be Tacky. 10. Nearlyweds. Follow a couple of nearlyweds on their journey to the altar. 9. Sips, suds and smokes. Everything good in life is worth discussing. Wine, tea, coffee, whiskey, beer, cigars, barbecue, people whose first names start with a Q, the state of Alabama, roadkill and Canadians. 8. The rest is history. Tom Holland and Dominic Sandbrook interrogate the past. The latest episode is called Chairman Mao and the Cultural Revolution. 7. Desert Island Dicks Guests talk about the people and things they don't want to be marooned on a desert island with. Congratulations for making the pod 20, Dan. What's next for Desert Island Dicks? Well, I think, yeah, just we just want to sort of carry on and sort of maintain some momentum. These days, we started doing them in series uh, because it was just, you know, it was just sort of getting just kind of relentless and it felt that you end up sort of going, Oh, we need someone for this week. Uh, we'll take anyone. And it's kind of hard. So I thought we, we need to take a, a bit of a step back and just sort of be a bit more, you know, plan things out a bit and having series helps us with that. I know it's sort of a bit annoying with, uh, when your favorite podcast is sort of coming out every week and then suddenly you have to wait a few weeks or a couple of months, or whatever. But I think it's, it's helped us sort of, uh, you know, just sort of stream the process a bit better in a way that works for us better. I'm trying to get some more live things going on, get some more interaction with listeners and um, yeah, maybe sort of 
things like festivals, like getting to some festival bills that I think would be really fun and just have a bit more of that live atmosphere. Was, um, you know, because I really enjoyed it when we did it. Um, it was like, it was, you know, a real, really different ball game, I think, doing it live. Um, but it was really nice just having the audience there and having a bit of interaction and stuff. Uh, I mean, it's more nerve wracking for me, obviously. It's much less comfortable, but um, I was saying something, it's a bit like, uh, they call it type two fun. You know, it's like, you know, at the time, it's something you should do. It's not that fun until afterwards. And then you're like, okay, that was really fun. And then we had, <laughs> you're doing it yeah. again tomorrow and you're like, oh God, okay, all right, you know. Um, You've been dreading it for three weeks and then it happens and, yeah. Yeah, and then afterwards yeah. it's brilliant, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, the ultimate thing, I don't know. I mean, you know, it'd be great if one day it wasn't, I mean, Oh, we, we love it being independent. It'd be nice one day if we, you know, if we were picked up by like a big, a big like a spot. If I get the old Joe Rogan money kind of thing, yeah, go on yeah, his exactly, deals. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, that would obviously be lovely. Like if I could, yeah, I mean, if I could do this for a living, that would be my ideal. You know, because it's still a sort of frustrated radio presenter slash show off inside of me. So um, that would be nice. Me and James always said like we used to sort of like have like late night texting conversations, and we sort of be talking about oh you know wouldn't it be nice if we made loads of money off it and we could like buy each other cars and then james really likes sort of old ford escorts and i'm saying oh yeah i'd like find one and be like what about this one james and i was saying we have to be careful it's not misconstrued because sometimes i think you know because we talk about oh one day we'll just make so much money we'll be able to buy each other escorts <laughs> i think that could be taken out of context <laughs> and, uh, and used against us <laughs> but um you know the day i can turn up with a with a ford escort Mexico for James, you know, and uh, <laughs> and plonk it on his driveway and give it to him. That'd be that'd be wonderful. But I think we're yeah quite a way off yet. I think so. Yeah. Well, you just got to keep going. Desert Island Dicks is at number seven this week on the Pod Twenty. Six. Smartless. Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett connect and unite people from all walks of life. Five. The rest is politics. Former Downing Street spin doctor Alistair Campbell and ventriloquist's dummy Rory Stewart join forces from across the political divide. This week they talk about globalism, Scottish nationalism and Rory's lame April Fool's Day prank. Number four, my favourite murder with Karen Gilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Karen and Georgia tell each other their favourite tales of murder and hear crime stories from friends and fans. Number three, Kermode and Mayo's Take Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's Film Review Podcast How it's made it to number three when it doesn't actually start till next month is anybody's guess. Number two, Crime Junkie If you can never get enough true crime, congratulations, you've found your people. And at number one... Club Random, the new podcast from the comedian Bill Maher. He smokes cannabis while he chats to his guests. His first guest is William Shatner. Some people don't get married because they don't like girls at all, and some people don't get married because they like them all a lot. <laughs> Have you ever had a homosexual experience? No. Why are you? <laughs> but it's <No>. early. <laughs> I was so curious about you. I, I, I wanted to know more about you and oh, your youth. What a what you great felt. beginning we've had. Oh, lovely. Like, what isn't, an it exploration. isn't it amazing 
to like sort of know somebody. I mean, I remember you doing my old show at the Playboy Mansion. Do you remember that? I believe I do. It, it was a, a ill-guided concept to like, it, it, oh, you know what it was? Remember back in the day when TV had Sweeps Month? Yeah. And they don't have Sweeps Month anymore? Of course, I don't think so. Because like who watches TV? It's all in streaming and, you know, everything else. So, but like the month of February, May, and November oh, yes. is when they would take the ratings. Right. So they would like pump up every show with you know special episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to like do something special on those months or at least once a year. And so we oh we'll go to the play we'll shoot at the Playboy Mansion for a week. Um, by the way, half what really just he died at just the right time because he would have been me too real bad these days. He. Even oh, at death, they're coming they're, after him. They're coming after him now. Right. But like he, he, every, every he, article went, you're reading, he went like right before yeah. 2017, right like the one, the yeah. Weinstein thing. He had, yeah. Anyway. Did you know Kevin Burns? Kevin the big heavy set guy, kind of a. Burns and Trevor? Uh, a beefy guy. He was about three or four. <laughs> Kevin, you couldn't Who have missed him. Kevin he was Burns. A, he, Kevin Burns was the producer of the, of the show and became very friendly. Of what show? Of, uh, of Midnight Thing at the Playboy. Playboy After Dark? After Dark. The old one? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and he was, he'd go to the movies all the time. Did you do any of that? Do what? Go. <laughs> 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 yeah, focus on the flame. Uh, look at the flame. Um, uh, go to those parties at the Playboy. The Playboy Mansion? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, he people, was there a lot. I was there a lot. I mean, people thought I lived there, which was preposterous. But they had five big parties a year. They had the Midsummer Night's Dream Party in the summer that was famous, the lingerie. I mean, everybody. Right, in the cave. Remember the cave and the pool and the, the cave? The cave. You mean the grotto? The grotto, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were never at a party. Well, how, I, how do you know I, about the cave? Well, because I was there doing things. I was there working. <laughs> working? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I was an actor and I, was, <laughs> what, what, I wasn't there at a what party. What scene was that? The, well, ali the was... aliens landed in the grotto? <laughs> <laughs> it was work. T.J. Hooker busted. Whenever I was in my moments of being single, I never ended up there. And I don't know why. Huh. Those girls... The girl, the, play, the, the well, Playboy Bunny. Well, bunny, not bunnies. They're, bunnies are different. Bunnies worked in the clubs. They okay, were, the were Playboy no, Girls. Playmates is the word. Oh, you're excuse looking. me. Boy, I got to get you a, a Canadian to party dictionary because you are lacking. <laughs> did you in Did you go to the play? I, okay, so I said there was five big parties a year. There was a Halloween party. He'd spend like a million dollars, and then there was a New Year's Eve party. Puppies go there? Any guys dressed in puppies? No, <laughs> no, it was just a, a whole heterosexual <laughs> fest, and. Uh, I would go to all the parties. You know, there would be invitations and you'd go. Other than that, I would you didn't live at the Playboy Wait Mansion. Wait a Bacchanal, the, but, you're lying on the floor uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, Caligula, with various Caligula -like uh, fluids stuff. coming out of various yeah, orifices. Yeah, it's Caligula-like stuff. Yeah, I really? Mean, well, yeah. Jesus. But you sound like you've always been a guy who wanted uh, a monogamous, serious relationship. Am I wrong? No, I was, I'm a guy who wanted that go to a Playboy party and had a monogamous, monogamous. What about that green chick you kissed? <laughs> Tell me you didn't get some of that when filming That's, ended for the day. That stuff rubbed off. <laughs> Club Random, number one this week on the Pod 20.
And that's it for episode 102. Thanks to this week's guests, Dan Benedictus, John, David and Chris from Old Gits and Hits, Bill Maher and William Shatner. Next week, my guest is the entrepreneur Simon Squibb, who presents the inspirational podcast, Pep Talk. Simon, you were a very successful businessman in Hong Kong for a long time. Why did you come back to London? Well, I moved back to London four years ago. Coming up to five years ago, actually, I'm losing track of time thanks to COVID. But um, uh, yeah, when I'm I, basically, I sold my last company, a company called Fluid, to PricewaterhouseCooper, and I just suddenly had all this money in the bank, and and I thought to myself, what do I what do I want next out of my life? And at that same moment, my wife uh, was turning forty, and she said, maybe this is the time we should be having children. And so um, at that at that moment, for the first time, I considered it and, went, and we said, well, why don't we go live somewhere else for a while? Because we got a bit comfortable in Hong Kong. We needed to mix it up, I think. And we were originally going to go to L.A. But then um, Donald Trump got elected in America and I, we couldn't face uh, going to the airport with Donald Trump's face uh, on the wall. So um, so we said, let's go to England initially. And then when we got to England, I, I, um, I love it here. And you know, the humor. You know, it's it's cheesy maybe, but it it is. They are my people, and uh, and and uh, I, I I think it was nice to come back to you know your 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 home. And um, I've been great. Now I've got a son who's four and a half years old, and uh, it's been great. You know, showing him British life and uh, giving him an insight to you know where his father grew up. For example, I've taken him around there and stuff like that. And you retired briefly, didn't you? Yeah, that was always the dream. I think when you're young, I, I always wanted this. I had this in my head that I would retire at 40. So um, I retired at 40. And it's kind of silly now looking back, but it was one of those kind of like bucket list items that I could retire if I wanted, never needing to work again a day in my life. That seemed like the dream, right? You know, put your feet up, play golf all the time, go to the gym. And uh, so at 40, when I could financially do it, as long as I didn't live over a hundred, I could financially do it. And um, assuming I wasn't going to live over a hundred, I mapped it all out financially. I didn't need to work anymore, so I stopped. And I became a full-time parent actually uh, initially, and which I really loved. Um, and I had a whole new uh, respect for um, parents in general. But it's uh, it's uh, the hardest job I've ever done is be a full-time parent. Um, I, I, I built companies and had companies, hundreds of people working for me, um, huge responsibility on cash flow and stuff like that. And it pales into insignificance when it comes to looking after a child um, and that intensity. And so, uh, but then um, as my son grew up, I had two years where I really was retired. Uh, and as my son grew up and started to, you know, have a bit of a voice and a life of his own um, and went to nursery and stuff, um, COVID hit. So at that moment, I thought, right, I better, I better start doing something, and that's when I launched my first podcast, um, where I thought I would interview people and find out about, you know, the secret formula of luck. The podcast is called Pep Talk. It's at number twenty this week on the Pod Twenty. Don't know where it'll be next week. All I know is that Simon Squibb will be my special guest next week on the Pod Twenty. In the meantime, you can watch extended video chats with my guests on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the chart next week? Will your favourite make it to number one? Find out with me, Graham Mack, on Fridays at 5pm and across the weekend on Podcast Radio. And don't forget, you can influence the Pod 20. Make a recommendation 
at thepodcastradio.co.uk. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.